Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back, folks, to the coaching staff. It is episode number 13, and with me, as always, is my main man, Cosmo. No, Tony Davis. <laughs> Only you and I think that's funny, Tony, but uh, hey, that's our inside joke. So, uh, it's the Mr. audience Co- that matters. It's the, it's the audience that matters. So, uh, yeah, Tony sent me a text earlier this week. I said, well, I'm hip to that scene, Cosmo, and, and he found that rather funny. So that's what happened there, folks. But uh, we are back with episode number 13, and this is kind of our last one in our, our series of kind of preseason things to think about, uh, stuff you want to get ready for your season. And this week we are going to talk about special nights throughout the throughout the year, scheduling them, what you need to do with them, uh, you know, things to consider, how you want to put it together, so forth and so on. So, Mr. Viss, are you ready to roll this fine Wednesday evening? I am ready, Marty, here for episode lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. And hopefully our, our producers don't cancel us or anything. Let me check with our <laughs> producer. Are we, are we getting... No, no. Okay, we got we got renewed, Tony. We're all right. So, excellent. <laughs> uh, I got five or six things written down here, Tony. Uh, some things that I've done or will do, uh, have done, so forth and so on. Uh, you want me to start? You want you to start? What do you want to do, bud? Let's let you roll here. I've got a okay. handful as well. Okay. Well, I'll start with what we're going to be doing on the day that this is dropped. Uh, we are calling it, or I don't call it this, I'm actually piggybacking with our boys, and and our boys coach TJ O'Connor was very kind to allow our program to piggyback onto this. Pizza with the Pioneers is what we're calling it. So it's a kind of a combination of about three different things that we're doing, Tony. Uh, We're starting practice a little bit later. Usually we start about 3.30. We're going to start practice about 4.30 on Friday, on the day that this drops, and we are going to open up our practice to the community at large. Uh, anybody from the community, we're going to pull out our bleachers, and we will let the community uh, watch us practice for the day. Anybody that wants to come in and, and check us out. And uh, we'll practice for about an hour and 45 minutes or so. And then we're going to do about a 45-minute to an hour-ish youth clinic type of a deal, run some drills, play some games, do some things like that. And then uh, the the youth players and the high school players will go out and we'll have some pizza. And the boys will be doing the same thing in the other gymnasium while we're doing our thing in our gymnasium. And we'll bring it all together. And it's just, you know, and, and we're able to do that a little bit easier perhaps because we're a smaller community. But I, I think it's going to be a really, really good deal for our kids to come in and for the community to see us uh, perform and and create a buzz, create some excitement about our team coming into the school year, and hopefully have a a, a really good turnout and and have folks watch us play. So, um, I, you know, it's it's a lot of PR. Uh, it's kind of a PR night where we, we got PR with the community, we got PR with our youth community, and you know, both on the floor and off the floor, and and hopefully folks will enjoy it. So, um, that's what we've got going on. That's kind of our first big thing. I like that one. You know, like you mentioned, uh, there were several things involved with that. But the, the big thing that I like that you're doing there is is pairing up those those little or junior players in, in your thing with the older ones. And I think it's important for your high school kids to understand their their importance uh, as a role model mm-hmm. and, and what that means. And hopefully uh, being the right type of role model for 
for the people in your community. And I love that word community. Um, You know, we have that connection with each other. And so we had done something similar uh, when we had our shot clock Mm -hmm. uh, practice because the the, uh, union allowed us, the association allowed us to do a uh, preseason shot clock practice where you could bring officials in, bring in your uh, people who are going to be running the shot clocks. And basically we just made it an inner squad scrimmage where for the first hour it was our varsity and then the next two 45-minute sessions, we had our sophomores and, and freshmen come in and play against each other. And uh, we actually had a really a pretty good crowd that night for something. And I'm, I'm hoping that, that the novelty of the shot clock ends up bringing more fans into our games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would mention pizza with the pioneers. It reminded me, and this isn't a, a night that we do or anything, but coffee you know, with coach, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our coach had run that across inviting, you know, people in the community to come in and, you know, break down the Friday night's game film as mm-hmm. he goes through and kind of gives his thoughts and, and, you know, stuff after the game on that, that Friday night, which I thought was, was kind of an interesting idea there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd, you, how'd your, how'd your shot clock go? How, how, how did playing with the shot clock go for your kids? Not, not to change really the subject well. too terribly uh, much, us, but. We are we are a tempo program, um, and again, you may we may change some stuff, you know, depending upon the type of personnel. Because I you don't know if you can always play fast if you have you know guys who can be time with the sundial on the forty. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where it doesn't really mess with us a whole lot. You know, we've talked more from a strategy standpoint, like some two for one stuff. And I think I I talked a little bit about that with you as far as teams in the NBA that are good at that usually get in the playoffs. Teams that aren't good in it don't get in the playoffs. And so uh, we've talked more strategy with it. And we've gone through three practices, and we have not gone over that yet. We're still trying to get in the basics and different things like that. Um, but, yeah, the, the shot clock, we, we did it a little bit this summer in some of the team camp stuff, some of the tournaments we went to, um, and it went well. I think we only had one shot clock violation uh, the entire summer. Uh, but the, the pace I don't think will bother us. But I just like the fact at the end of the game – you know, if you're down, say, six, eight points with three, four minutes left, the other team can't pull the ball out and it turns into a hackathon and a free-throw shooting yeah. contest, yep. you can be rewarded still for playing good defense. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Good, good, all right. Well, hey, again, don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. Uh, what, uh, what, what's, your, what's your first night that you got up? The nights that, that we really focus in on, um, and, and some of it, you know, we have like a night that we bring all of the Junior Cougar teams in, and uh, John, our head coach, speaks to them. Um, you know, they have kind of a pizza, like what you're talking about, pizza with those guys. And, you know, they get recognized at halftime of the games and stuff. They bring all the teams out, recognize the players and the coaches and stuff like that. And then the other thing that we do with them throughout the season, um, we'll have different levels come in and play at halftime of our games, too, where they'll come in and play, you know, a six, seven, eight-minute stretch and, and different things. And so I think, think that's really key because – if you're going to build a program where you're, you know, top notch each year, mm-hmm. you have to do things like that. You yeah. can't just gamble on, hey, once every ten years we're going to get a group that comes in and we're going to be special. No, you got to you got to make sure you build this thing where it's something that you that the youth in the in the community want to be a part of. But that's our kind of our first series of nights is having those youth teams come in and play at halftime, and then towards the end of the year we'll have where we bring them all in. And I and there's a hundred some of those kids. They come in there and they get their names read. Coach gets recognized and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah the junior cougar. Uh, and I've been in other areas with little cyclones or whatever. But yeah, the juniors and the little nights are just super important. Yeah, you you, you got to have a good uh, youth night. 
and get those kids excited. We are able to, what, what we do, we kind of take it a, a step further, and we don't have a hundred and some kids like you do in yours, Tony, you know, obviously different between the, the size of our schools. Uh, we'll do things like uh, on that night, we'll let the kids come in the uh, locker room with us before the game. Uh, you know, and there there is a lot of pre-teaching that happens before <laughs> before they come in, but we want them to be part of it. And uh, we, you know, we let them see what a varsity locker room looks like before yep. uh, before a game starts. And th- so they're in there, and we, we do things no differently than we normally do. Uh, we do a little, I don't know, a hype thing, I guess, as the kids would call it these days. And, and the kids come in, and they, they participate in that. And that's when the eyes get really, really big. They're like, oh, my God, this is so cool, you know. And, 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 and that's you, you want them feeling that. You want them more excited when they leave that gym. You want the, the, those kids on those youth nights to want to get their basketball out and go shoot in the driveway if they've got the capability to do so. Uh, because, like you said, Tony, you've got to create that excitement. You've got to create that energy within your program uh, when when you do that. And so I, I agree with you. Those youth nights are so very, very important to have within your within your community and with your program. So. Yeah. And one of the other things, because when I was the head girls coach, we would do that too, where that we allowed them to come into the locker room before the game and kind of hang out and listen, you know, with, with them type thing and just talk to our players about the importance of being a good role model in terms of preparation and being ready to go. Uh, another thing you can kind of incorporate on some of those nights too would be a poster signing mm-hmm. where you bring out the tables and have your, your players sign posters and stuff. That's, that's, a, that's a neat little caveat to that one as well. Yep. Yeah, we're doing that poster thing on Monday, uh, this this coming Monday. So uh, we won't be able to do it for the pizza with the pioneers thing, but we'll be able to do it. So, you know, at some point we'll be able to do something like that. So, um, so we're we're following this up with uh, we're doing the pizza with the pioneers uh, tonight when people hear this, and then tomorrow morning, what I like to do each year is I open up practice to our parents one time a year, and it's usually the first Saturday. We open it up, uh, and we tell them, you know, uh, this is the one time to sneak behind the curtain and see the great and powerful Oz, so to speak. Um, <laughs> you're never allowed in ever again, and here we go. And, um, you know, it, I, I think that it's important for the 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 kid for the parents to see their kids i think the parents like to come in and we have a parent that organizes like we'll do some simple like muffins and donuts and fruit and orange juice and things like that so uh the parents have some some refreshments uh during the morning and we just uh you know we just uh make it an open thing and we don't, you know, I think it's really important. I don't change the way that I coach. I've gotten mad at kids and yelled at kids uh, on on the, the the open practice with the parents because I I want them to know what this is really like. And I and I and I think that it's important that you show your parents that hey, I've got a job to do, and I real and I have to do it regardless of whether you're here or not. And uh, you know, I don't intentionally go looking for something like that. But if I feel like, hey, we're not playing as hard as we're capable of or whatever the situation may be, you know, um that's what we that's what we do. And uh I, I think our parents like it. I think, you know, you've got your you've got your your moms or dads that are 
at the gym before you are because they're so excited to come in and watch a practice and and that's pretty that's pretty nice uh and, and it allows them to see what we do in practice so they have an understanding if their daughter comes home and says well we did this and this and they've got an idea of what they're talking about as well and i think that mm-hmm. helps with the lines of communication so i encourage uh, folks to to do it one time and, and you just tell your parents i'm really honest with them this is your one time in this is this is the only time so you know take it or leave it and sometimes when a, a parent may think well my kid should be here then they see some things happen in practice they're like oh maybe that clarifies some things and that's why my my son or daughter is in this spot as opposed to maybe they should be here uh, because they see it like that as well so um, i encourage folks to do it uh, it's worked out well for us A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter. Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. Yeah, I think it, it's good, you know, and then I think kind of what you're talking about there a little bit, Marty, too, is like a partnership, you know, yeah. the parents trusting you as the coach that you're going to do the right thing and they get a little bit of a opportunity to kind of peek in and see what it's all about and it gives them maybe a little bit better appreciation for how hard their their child works in practice and also gives them maybe a little bit of a appreciation in terms of how much time and what you know about it and i think it's it's good for that and then it gives you an opportunity to to, to build that relationship and to you know to have that connection with them too so i i, I like that idea uh-huh. and i and i think you know i as i've in theory grown I coach and practice differently than I do in games. In practice, I'm, I'm. It's it's a lot of me talking and encouraging. And then what I try to do in games, and I'm still I still struggle with it, is I try to sit back to the best of my ability and just kind of let the kids play and try not to talk very much in games. Uh, and and sometimes when you see a coach that's maybe not talking as much in games. Uh, they think, well, they're not really coaching and they're not into it. No, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, but I feel like I've done a lot of my work before we even got here. And, and here's the work that I'm doing to get us to this point. Now it's up to the kids to make the plays and do what they need to do. So I, I think that's a positive that comes out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, one that I also got to experience a little bit last year that was really good, uh, and it just ca- it happened to coincide with our junior Cougar night, is they have started to bring back some of the teams that have had you know state championships or state tournament appearances mm, yeah. and last year it ended up i think it was the 50-year anniversary of the first team at kennedy to win a state title in basketball and it happened to be our, our boys basketball team uh-huh. and so those guys were back celebrating their 50th year and then here come these junior cougar guys in there and then you've got the current you know cougars there as well so it, it ended up being a really really fun night um, but yeah, coming in and it doesn't necessarily always have to be a basketball team that you're honoring for a state tournament berth. I mean, obviously it helps if that's the sport that's, that's, you know, being played at that time. Yeah. Um, but you can bring in anybody. I just think when you bring in that, that past team, it brings that source of pride back. Yep. And so I, I think those are good too, where you bring those teams in. And so we, we, like I said, we experienced that last year. And to be honest with you, that was one of the highlights of the season. Cool. Hey, uh, 50 years what what was it like for you to see some of your classmates again 
Yeah, I appreciate that one. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I, I, when I was at Scott, we did a couple of alumni nights, and, and then what I did is uh, we met we met up afterwards. I took him out, uh, bought him some pizza, bought him some drinks, uh, just had some good quality time with the kids, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Got to catch up, um, and and so I, I think that's a great idea, Tony. I I, I love that type of stuff. So um, another one that I've done. And I know this is uh, popular. Uh, if you do like a fundraising night, and when I say fundraising, I'm not saying fundraising for your program, but a really popular one is like a cancer night or, or, or cancer awareness mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. I think those are really, really positive things to do. I think it it helps. Again, it's it's a thing that can that can help bring a community together a little bit. I think it shows your kids the power of sport and how it can help out in, in various causes. I, I've done a couple of those cancer nights Um Kind of, and, and what I and, and I and I encourage folks to do this. I, I think you come up with an idea. I think you put together. I think you ask three, four, five parents to kind of ramrod the thing, but you give them a blueprint of what we're trying to do, and and have them kind of run the actual event on that night because you actually have to coach the game. And that's got to be first and foremost on your mind. But I think that you emphasize that with your kids, whatever your cause may be, why this is bigger than what we're doing here as a as a program and, and how sport can help out those that are in need. And, and this is a little something that we need to think about that. Yeah, maybe we're maybe we've lost a game or maybe you're not playing as much. But uh, what's that like in the big picture of things when when people have all of these other issues that are much, much more important than playing a child's game? And, and we can do things to help people out that are suffering a heck of a lot more than what we are. So I, I think that's something that you can think about as well. Yeah, we had an assistant coach when I was in Harlan uh, on my staff who was a cancer survivor. And so uh, it just meant a lot more. And the gym was packed. We were all wearing, you know, the same T-shirts, um, you know, fundraiser for him. And uh, just a really, really special night. And I know that they continue to do those in Harlan uh, with, with some of the different uh People that have, had fought cancer there, I know a math teacher that's currently battling it, Mitch Osborne, mm-hmm. uh, the AD and, and longtime boys coach there, uh, battling you know cancer as well. Yep. And uh, so yeah, they just have done a really good job there. And when you when you got into that cancer and before that, you had mentioned some of the the fundraising nights. Uh, I went and scouted a team one time, and what they did for their fundraising is they sold cakes at halftime. Oh, and uh, I could not believe the amount of money that people were paying for cakes. I could not believe the amount of money that they raised on those nights. But that ended up being an interesting night there, too. Uh, the place was packed, and you would not believe how quickly it cleared out once the, the cake sell at <laughs> halftime was over. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, hey, we got to go. Yep. Yeah, got our cake. Yep, got our cake, and now we're going to eat it, too. As, <laughs> there you go. As, I like it. Yeah, very nice. And uh, uh, go ahead, I was going to say, speaking of Harlan, uh, you know, we mentioned the, the cancer games and stuff like that. Another night that they would do there that was also really special um, is they would have their Hall of Fame inductions oh, uh, that night. Cool. Yeah. And so they would bring out the, you know, whether it was the Booster Club Hall of Fame member or, you know, athlete or whatever the case may be and uh those nights are really cool too and we do we've done that at kennedy as well uh we have like little ceremony ahead of time where the athletes coaches uh booster whatever uh you get you talk about them 
you know, and then they get they have their family and stuff there. You snap some pictures, and then you go down and coach the game. And then at halftime, they got a little area, you know, uh, cut off for them there. And then they bring them down and, and recognize them in, in front of the crowd. And, you know, big nights there because a lot of those people that come back, and, oh, I remember when they played. And so mm-hmm. they want to come back and be a part of that special night for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool idea there. I like that. I like that. Um, the last one or ones, and I think they're, you know, a lot of times they're one and the same, uh, parents night and senior night. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really important that you take care of your people. Sometimes I, you know, I get a little, uh, tunnel vision when we get into the season. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is something I can definitely improve on. Like this year, I know that I want to do something a lot more for our senior night, and I've got some ideas with it. It's just a matter of, of doing it and getting it taken care of. But I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times your activities directors will do a lot of the heavy lifting on those evenings. Like uh, for our senior night, the moms get a rose as they walk out with the kids, or parents' night, excuse me, uh, yeah. things like that. And, and they do some things with the seniors. Uh, but I think that if you can do, and and this is something that you can do with your fundraising, especially with your seniors, if, if you've got kids, especially your four-year seniors, the kids that have put in four really good years into your program, if you can do something above and beyond for those kids and set aside some money every year to do something really, really nice for those players, I, I think that is such a, such a, important thing that it, it gives uh, it shows that respect regardless of their if they're your all-conference all-state kid or they're your number 12 13 14 kid on your bench to really take care of your kids on on your senior nights and and take care of your parents on your parents night uh, if, if you could do something above and beyond what the administration or the activities department has planned for them I think that's something that's that that creates a lot of goodwill for your program and encourages your players to come back to stay involved with the program after they graduate and move on and and it just leaves a good taste in everybody's mouth so to speak so uh, I know that's something that I have not done nearly as good a job with as I could have in the past, and it's something I want to do better here over the next few years when it comes to nights like this. Yeah, and when you mentioned the parents' night, you know, talked about the rose for the mom. One of the things that I've seen people do that I think's always been kind of neat too: king size daddy, king size candy bar. I'm sorry for the dads. Yeah, and then um, you know those those senior night things. One of the things that our uh, we have what's called a parent support group. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a specific sport and one of the things they did that was was neat is they bought the seniors a meal at olive garden oh, and okay. so uh what what i did as i would go uh you know and eat a, a breadstick or two with them and i would just kind of talk about each one of them how much i appreciated them and after being there for about 20 30 minutes whatever the case may be not wanting to you know because i'm sh- the coach being there it's a little bit more awkward or whatever sure um but i would just kind of hey you know enjoy your meal and then I would leave and let them have that next half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it may be, uh-huh. just to kind of be with each other and have a nice meal together. Uh-huh. Um, and so that, that I thought was really neat. And then the other thing that we would do with it too, is we would have the seniors do like, you know, you've been to the open houses and stuff when the seniors do like their boards and things. Yeah. And so they would do like their boards with their pictures and awards and all that stuff. And we put it down in our, our, uh, lower gym, um, our auxiliary gym, and then we would get, you know, different, uh, you know, snacks and things and then, you know, cookies and things like that. And then 
the, the fans would come down after the game that they would be by their table with their boards and talk with them and stuff and you know just kind of have some some snacks and stuff after the game and so we've done both of those and have appreciated both i think both of them do nice i i probably liked the the olive garden thing a little bit more just because it was more just you know them and i and i could kind of talk to them and tell them how much i've appreciated them you know because like you mentioned that that, that f- those four year seniors that have been not so much to your program whether they're an all-state kid or whether they're you know 12 13 happy to be a part of the team type thing and mm-hmm. those those kids are all super important absolutely absolutely um do you have anything else on your list tony yeah, just one other one. Okay. Uh, we did this last year, and it was the first time we had done something like this, and it really was a neat thing. Um, we would take uh, sports that had won, say, like in the spring or the summer and in the fall as well. But if they had won a conference championship or they had you know, qualified as an individual uh, for the, the state meet or whatever, we do like – we have banners and stuff in our gym just like I'm sure what you guys do mm-hmm. uh, where they would – unveil their their numbers for their their conference championship or they would unveil their year for their state tournament berth or, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be yep. and so they would have you know if it was the golf team some members of the golf team and they would lower the thing and then show the year that was up there or whatever and i just thought that was really cool and on those nights our football team you know we we recognized them when they made the playoffs bigger crowds the student section was probably as big as it ever had been and i just thought those nights were really cool i had never been a part of you know those unveiling of the banner type thing and that was just really kind of a cool night that helped to help to boost our attendance i thought our attendance last year with some of these nights whether it was junior cougar or the unveiling of the banners or the recognizing the first kennedy state championship team i thought our attendance last year was phenomenal at home had some really good crowds yeah cool cool uh, anything else to add, Tony? No, I think that that's exhausted. All right. Sounds good. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available for you, to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. All right, Tony, it is time. It is time for trivia. I, I threw I, I did the acapella of Europe's The Final Countdown last week, and I thought, we're, we're bringing it for real this week. So uh, are you ready? It's a ready? nice touch. Yeah, you know, you know, just, you know. You spare no expenses. <laughs> yeah, I am not. I got my subscription to YouTube renewed. <laughs> Sometimes we'll have to contact him and get him to do a live version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I had that uh, downloaded to my MySpace page, so I had to go find my old uh, password and (laughs) take it out. (laughs) Oh, we've lost anybody that's listening at this point. So, All right, Tony. Trivia time. Trivia time. uh, did Did you ask Brandon what the score is? 
I did not. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's six six, isn't it? I, I let's call it six six. Let's call it six six. All right. So it All is right. your turn. It is your turn to put a trivia question out there. So I am ready, sir. Let me know what you got. All right. So today in my hours of preparation for this trivia question, I was looking through the NBA power rankings. Okay. And I saw that the Boston Celtics, in spite of their head coach not being with them, uh, are the number one scoring team in the NBA. So I began to look at their current coach, and it'd be interesting to see. I think he may end up getting the, the gig full-time because I thought Yudoka was going to end up with the Nets, and they ended up going with yeah. Jock Vaughn. So yeah. who knows? Anyway, Joe Missoula. And I remember watching Joe when he played college ball at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. All right? So Joe Missoula, before he became the interim, whatever you want to call it, head coach of the Boston Celtics, he had only been a head coach in one other spot. Can you tell me what Division II college oh my Joe Missoula was the head coach of? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, can you give me uh, West Virginia Tech? Ooh. No, um, I will. I will give you this hint. Okay, besides telling you it was Division Two already, which okay. I'm sure really helped you out a ton, <laughs> it does have it does have state in the title of it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure that was extremely helpful too. Yeah. Um, West Virginia State. West Virginia State, another very good guess, but no, not not accurate. So let me give you this hint. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, it this Division two college is in the state of West Virginia, which I you've been on to that. Okay. And and the mascot is the Falcon. Uh, gosh, Tony. Uh, so. Um, let's see. Morgantown is the capital, I believe, or that's where that's where the University of West Virginia is. Uh, isn't I'm just going to try Charleston State. That wasn't a bad guess. Yeah. It is Fairmont State. Fairmont, Fairmont State. State. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and again, that was as that a tough one. I apologize, but I'm yeah. not very good at picking out these trivia questions. Yeah. Uh, it says here that he. Uh, was there. I think he was named the head coach in 2017. He was there for a couple uh, years, wasn't he? Yeah, just there Two for years. a couple years. Led him to the national tournament yeah. in 2018-2019. Lost in the first round. Yep. But he was 17-5 uh, and five in the conference. His first year, 18-4. and four. His second year, uh, they won 21 games his first year, 22 games his second year. And it sounds like he's doing a heck of a job with the Celtics, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, they're they're letting it fly, and, and uh, Jason Tatum is good at basketball, as is Jalen yes, Brown, is. and uh, they don't even have Robert Williams right now, and and uh, yeah, they're just they're just humming along, but it's early, it's early, a lot of stuff can happen, and uh, you know, the, the NBA season, to, to say the least, has been just slightly chaotic uh, at the start here. Uh, Adam Silver has has had to work a little overtime on the public relations side of things with a lot of the stuff that's happened. And it's pretty sad, you know, uh, you know, some of it, um, is, is extremely unfortunate. There are innocent, you know, in in all these situations, there's innocent people that have been, um, affected by either comments or actions of others, whether it's Miles Bridges 
or the Primo kid down at San Antonio or Kyrie Irving. Um, and, and so hopefully uh, folks will, uh, if there's punishments that are deserved, whether it's legal or suspensions or whatever it may be, uh, hopefully those are taken care of and, and, and people uh, are able to heal and, and, and move forward, both both the offenders and those that have been offended. So. Yeah, you know, with the whole Kyrie Irving thing, um, a part of that sticking with the Celtics theme here, um, Jalen Brown uh, has come out and and spoken out on behalf of Kyrie Irving. You know, hey, apologize. And he brought up, you know, Joe Tsai, who's the the owner of the Nets and his connection with China. And so, that yeah, it's been Adam Silver is having to earn his his money big time on that PR front. Yes, he has. So it's it's, – I'm glad I don't have to worry about it. I, I just uh, I get my highfalutin uh, varsity coaching stipend at Fort Calhoun, so I'll just I'll just roll with that for right now. So I like it. Yeah. Uh, sporting event you are looking forward to this weekend, Mister Viss. Um, you know, or in the next just week taking or a look at the UCLA USC game. I had uh, that USC yeah. still has a chance to to creep into that, you know, top four and make the the playoffs for college football. I think that'll be a really good game, and uh, it has been a lot of fun this week watching college basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, last week you, you they kind of ease back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we're speaking right now, I've got the, the Hawkeyes are at halftime at Seton Hall. Um, Michigan State, who I think if they could would play an NBA team, they play Villanova <laughs> on Friday after having beaten uh, Kentucky last night. Last night, yeah, and then played Gonzaga on Friday. Yep. Uh, so yeah, they're they're it's been it's been great to get back into the swing of college basketball. Yeah, how I, about I, you? I, I had UC, uh, USC UCLA down as well. Great rivalry game, and then next weekend we really get into the rivalry games in college football. Um, I had down my biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to over the next week is now we are starting to get into the meat of the preseason college basketball tournaments, uh, Battle for Atlantis and the Maui Classic. Uh, there's stuff in the Cayman Islands. My son gets an all-expenses-paid trip down to, to Disneyland or Disney World, whichever one's in Orlando uh, this coming week. So uh, he will not be with us for Thanksgiving, but that's okay. He's going to be down. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gets to... Uh, be down there like they play Oklahoma their first game so he'll be down there with Porter Mosier um and then I can't remember if they I can't remember who's on the other side of the bracket they got a really if they beat Oklahoma which will be tough enough uh they've got uh somebody really really good uh top 20 type of team uh, that they would have to play in the semifinals but you know they're going to be down there for for four or five days uh it's going to be a great experience but all of those tournaments are going to be really really good to watch on tv and and um you know so i'm excited for that type of thing Car- uh, carter uh at south dakota state the, the women are going to, to to the bahamas for the battle for atlantis uh but he did not get asked to go on that trip so um you know he was uh, slightly a little bit bummed out but you know that's just life on the road in the Big Ten, I guess, or in the Summit League in his case. So yeah, he um, they played they played Creighton pretty tough, didn't they? Yeah, uh, he kind of felt like they should have won. Uh, they they had a really good point guard last year that tore ACL. That's just coming back right now, uh, starting mm-hmm. to do full out stuff and practice. She hasn't played in games, and he said there's one other kid that they're missing. So uh, last night down in our neck of the woods, Creighton just absolutely thumped Nebraska, beat him by. 20 27 28 points something like that it was it was a wow. ugly ugly it was it was a 
it was an ugly game in the sense of Creighton played really awesome and Nebraska played pretty poorly and Creighton took advantage of, of Nebraska's mistakes. So, you know, it's in full swing. It's awesome. Uh, in a week or two, we'll be able to start talking about our own games and just looking forward to it. So it's going to be really good, Tony. Yes, sir. Yep. So, all right. Anything to add? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. A lot of, a lot of interesting opportunities for coaches if they want to include some of those nights. I mean, I know it's like one more thing, uh, but, you know, but you like we were it. talking about, if you want to get that community support, if you want to build a program, uh, I wouldn't necessarily try to try to put in all of those, implement all of the ideas that we had. Uh, but, you know, you could you'd start off, you know, taking some small bites and then maybe add a few as you go along. But I think these are, are good things to develop the overall program. And I love what you said there, Tony. It's, it's just like coaching. You have all these good ideas and you think you have to do everything. Uh, start, you know, out of the seven, eight, nine things that Tony and I put out there that you're not normally going to, you're going to do your senior night. You're going to do your parent night. So that's a given. Okay. Uh, let's say you do a pizza with the pioneers, or let's say you do a hall of fame night, pick one of those nights to do this season and do it really, really well and get it down to what you want to do. And then next year add another night. Uh, don't try to do everything all at once because you still got to coach your team. You still got to take care of, of everything and all of your other responsibilities. Add one thing at a time, just like you would when you're coaching. Add one thing at a time. Do it really well and, and show everybody that, hey, when we do something like this, we're going to do it first class. We're going to do it the right way. And and I think that's the important thing that you do there. So Sound good, Tony? Sounds good, buddy. All right. Well, hey, uh, coaching staff. Uh, episode number 13, special nights for the season. Hope you folks enjoyed it. Hope you like what Tony and I had to talk about. Next week, we'll be back with uh, something new, something totally different. We got some ideas in the hopper here, and we'll get it figured out for you, and we'll, and we'll do our best to try and help you out. So, so for Mr. Tony Davis, uh, my name is Marty Plum. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.